Hi, this is Adrian King, and I played Alice in Friday the 13th, and you are listening to Horror Homeschool. Welcome back to Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ashley. How are you, Ashley? I'm good. I've had a great, great day. So I'm good. How are you? Awesome. Very much the same, except I'm extremely tired. Um, so apologies if I sound tired, because <laughs> I okay. fucking am. I am absolutely exhausted. I've had <laughs> such a busy weekend and I'm just ready to just pass out. But uh, I'm very, very excited to be talking about this movie with you. But yeah, um, very busy. We've both been to gigs this weekend, haven't we? Like on the yes. same day. Last night yes. we both went to a gig. Um, so and I'm what pretty sure band... both were mind-blowing. So oh, Yeah, well, Creeper was sick. What was the band you saw? Um, I went and saw The Ocean and Leprous. Both. Nice. I think The Ocean's from Germany and Leprous is from Norway. Awesome. Yeah. Oh my god. It was phenomenal. Like mind blowing. Like I'm usually tired by eight thirty and I don't really want to do anything after that and I want to go to bed. But like the whole time I was there, even I knew it was like ten thirty, eleven o'clock, eleven thirty, and I was like, I just wanna keep watching this. It was so good. That's awesome. I mean, we didn't get into like four in the morning. It was ridiculous how how late we stayed out. We were wondering, because we were looking, because um, we were laying in bed looking at our phones before we went to sleep, and we were trying to figure out the time difference and what time you got home and all this stuff, and then we were just like, whatever, <laughs> we went to sleep. Yeah, it's like midnight, and I'm still posting pictures and stuff. Yeah, like, that's pretty much it. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, well, because we waited after the gig finished, we waited outside to meet the bands and everything. Oh, you're such um, a nerd. Yeah. I <laughs> love I was, it so cold because i just had on this long sleeve t-shirt and it's fine in the venue obviously because it's like warm but then as soon as you step outside into like the winter in in the uk it's fucking freezing <laughs> so we had to wait outside by the tour buses for hours um and yeah i think i've caught a cold but it was all worth it um met the bands and awesome awesome night was had a uh, shout out as well to uh, daniel cox and ella lineker listeners of the pod and i finally got to meet dan in person which was awesome we got to hang out we talked about the pod and we talked about scream and stuff and watch creeper it was awesome oh man that sounds like the best night it was sick um and i found out as well that his t-shirt his horror homeschool shirt doesn't fit him so oh no (laughs) why didn't you tell us (laughs) he's gonna have to get um one from the new merch store when we launch that which will hopefully be up by the time this episode airs 
just tell me, just message me the size and I'll just get it started now. Oh, sick, yeah. That'll be, you that'll can be edit cool. this out if you want to, but yeah. That'll I'll... be a cool surprise too. Because yeah. um, to be honest, like this episode won't go up for weeks because we're so far ahead at the moment. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> just, just ask yeah. him what his size was and I will just order another one because I'm, I'm still waiting for the, um, for that girl or your tattoo artist's one. Oh, Julia. Yeah, yeah, sick. Yeah, oh. you got you got some stuff to do. You're busy. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as as soon as that one comes in, I'll get that one started. Awesome. Anyways, whatever. We'll talk about um, it later. <laughs> yeah, the gig gig was yeah. so good. Obviously, I saw Creeper for the first time, and they were just phenomenal. Like just mind blowingly good. Like amazing set list as well. Like loads of old stuff as well as new stuff. It was nice. just I love that when the, really when they good. mix it just perfect. Yeah, it was surprising, like, how yeah, they managed like, to just balance that. Because the sound has changed so much since, like, the, f- the first EP. Yeah. So to be able to actually pull that off as, like, a as a show that flowed and worked was very impressive. And they're just, they're just sweethearts. I love all of them. They're so cool. And as well, um, I was blown away by the support band. Um, they're called Vakovi, and they're from Scotland. And, man, they were fucking sick. It's like a two-piece. Check them out. Um, a girl and a guy, uh, female singer, like, and she sounded like, uh, obviously, the obvious thing to say is like Hayley Williams, very kind of paramore, but they had a real like 90s vibe to them. Like, they sounded like a band that you'd hear in the bronze in Buffy, you know, like oh bronze my band. Oh you sold me. You, oh, you sold honestly, me. they're so sick. Check them out. Like, I've tagged them in my story on Instagram, Vakovi, they're called. Uh, but I've been listening to their stuff all day. Like, they're so fucking good. And I love it when that happens when you just, like, stumble across a band just at a, at a show that you wouldn't, you'd never normally hear. And because, you know, I was there watching Creeper, just stumbled across this band, and now they're in my heavy rotation of stuff I listen to. It's great. Oh, and I met the singer. She was very sweet. Nice girl. Um, but, yeah, I guess we should talk about this movie. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Oh no, this doesn't sound good. <laughs> I've got a bad feeling about this. Okay, so this is the next one in the Friday the 13th franchise. We finished, um, well, we finished with Jason Voorhees. The final chapter was the last one, and that is, that's it, apparently. But no, 1985, Friday the 13th, part five, a new beginning. Um, so we get a new creative team on this one, thank God. Written and directed by Danny Steinman and based on a story by David Cohen and Martin Kittrosser, who actually wrote part three. So the synopsis is as follows. Still haunted by his past, Tommy Jarvis, who as a child killed Jason Voorhees, is sent to a secluded halfway house in the countryside where the killing of a young man triggers a brutal series of murders in the area. So, I've got quite a bit of trivia about this. Um, so, Corey Feldman's scenes for the opening of the movie were shot in the backyard of his neighbour's house because he was super busy at the time filming The Goonies. So, um, they had to literally just use him at any point they could and they just literally stuck him in some bushes and just said, look scared. Like, he wasn't <laughs> looking at anything. Like, he was just... There was no Jason there, no nothing. He was just in some bushes and just told to look scared. Um, (laughs) That's the story behind that scene. Um, Ted White, 
who played Jason in the final chapter, uh, stated in interviews that he was offered the opportunity to reprise the role in this sequel, um, but then turned it down. Um, but he said he later regretted that decision. Uh, so it was actually Tom Morga who played Jason slash Roy in this one. Um, I've actually met him at a convention in London. He's a very nice guy. Um, and he's actually the only actor ever to portray Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers. Hmm. So he played Michael Myers in Halloween 4 uh, in the him. scenes at the start of the movie when he's all bandaged up before he goes to pick up his new mask. That was Tom Morgan. Um, have, have you seen Halloween 4? You must have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 One I of just my favourites. Don't... I've only seen that one one time. So mm. I don't quite... It doesn't stick with me as much as the other ones that I've seen multiple times. I just mm-hmm. need to watch it again. Um, next bit of trivia. So the MPAA demanded that 16 scenes featuring sex and graphic violence were cut in order for this to gain an R rating instead of an X. Oh, wow. Uh, so the film ultimately required nine trips to the MPAA before Jeez. finally being granted an R rating. Uh, so unfortunately, the film was chopped a bit, um, just like poor Joey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would have loved to see the original uncut version. I think it would have been a lot better. So this is the first film in the series where Jason is actually referred to by his full name, Jason Voorhees. So in parts one, two and four, he's only referred to as Jason, while he's not referred to by name at all in part three at all. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Famously, it's uh, w- when he got unmasked, uh, she just said, it's you. And that was it. There was no no mention of his name in that one. And the ironic thing is that Jason isn't actually in this movie at all. Like, discounting, like, Tommy's visions, I suppose. Um, in order to keep the storyline a secret, um, the film was originally called Repetition, after the David Bowie song of the same name. And several of the other Friday the 13th films have used Bowie songs as fake titles. Wow. That's um, cool. I love I Bowie. Thought, I thought it was funny uh, that it was called Repetition, considering that uh, you've sort of been poking fun recently how repetitive these Friday movies <laughs> have become. <laughs> <laughs> so as the movie was cast under the fake name, uh, many actors in the film were not aware that it was a Friday the 13th film until after they were cast in their roles. Uh, oh, that's cool. It says here, among the unaware cast um, was lead actor John Shepard, who played Tommy, and he spent several months volunteering at a state mental hospital to prepare for the role, and he said that he felt really disappointed to discover that Repetition was actually the fifth entry in the Friday the 13th film. <laughs> <laughs> and also actor Dick Wayland, uh, who played uh, Roy, uh, he said, it wasn't until I saw part five that I realized what a piece of trash it was. Um, he said, I mean, I knew the series' reputation, but you're always hoping that yours is going to come out better. <laughs> so a new beginning had more deaths and more nudity than any previous installment of the series. So they ramped it up for this one. Um, here's a cool one. Dick Warlock who played Michael Myers in Halloween 2, and he was also an assassin robot man in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Um, he was a stunt coordinator on this film, 
And one day during the filming, he actually turned up in full Michael Myers Halloween 2 costume and posed for pictures with Tom Morgan dressed as Jason. That's awesome. Uh, and I'll send you them pictures right now so you can have a quick look. And I'll throw these up on the Instagram as well so everyone can see. But such a cool picture there. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so cool, isn't it? That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Jason and Michael together. And um, it also says here that during the filming of the scene where Tommy sees Jason outside of his window, actually very similar to uh, the Michael Myers uh, scene from Halloween 1, where she looks out the window and he's like behind the sheets on the washing line. Um, Mm -hmm. So Tom Morgan is meant to be, so he's standing there as Jason. Uh, But when they filmed Tom Morgan looking up at the window, he wasn't actually seeing the actor John Shepard at the window, but instead it was Dick Warlock mooning him. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks. (laughs) So so funny that all this fun was had on set with Michael Myers. Awesome. Um, Also, I sent you all those pictures before of that, of our American candy store. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of related to this. So the candy bar that Joey is eating and also the one that he offers Vic both appear to be a Mr. Good bar made by Hershey, which I've never heard of. My favorite candy bars when I was probably like, mm, I'd probably say between the ages of like 10 and 13, like specifically, like I don't really like them anymore, but it was like that one specific time in my life. So, so you would have taken that, that candy bar. I would have taken uh, that candy bar. Yes. yes. You wouldn't have got hacked I probably would have asked them for the other half too. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I would have totally. so what is a Mr. Good bar? I mean, I know Hershey. It's the cho- chocolate, chocolate like... and nuts, peanuts. Oh, nice. That's, so it's kind that's... of like uh, a Snickers bar. We have like Snickers. Yeah, it's like everything else, but it just, I don't know. It's like flat or no, it's like square. All right. I don't know. Sounds good. So they don't, a... do they not sell okay. them anymore? No, they do. Yeah. Mm. Like I'll eat them like if they come in the, like we get the variety pack. Mm. bags for like halloween like all if i get one i'll eat one but it's not something i go out of my way but i don't that's eat a lot of candy that's another little americana bucket list thing for me to eat a mr good bar you i know, should have looked for one when today you when I come here shop. i'm taking you to the uh candy and ice cream shop that they have downtown austin when i come there i'm gonna put this five stone back on it's guaranteed and it's gotta be worth it i'll come for five weeks and just put on a stone a week and just go back just like the same again it's it's, it's gonna be worth it (laughs) i promise you i've fallen off the wagon this weekend big time i had a fucking giant vegan pizza it was delicious that looked delicious i've I've just eaten a roast dinner that my mum made me which was lovely as well and then she had this uh apricot pie as well with custard and oh god, oh god i've never good. had apricot pie oh it was amazing like a side <laughs> yeah. story about eating terrible so we wanted chinese food on friday night long story short our delivery service that we have here messed up and brought us a five meal like a family <laughs> a family's meal <laughs> instead of our just two person I, I bet you were made up with that <sighs> I, well, I mean, we were happy, but I mean, we were mad, but 
I wanted these uh, cream cheese crab ragoons, and they Ooh. didn't give them to me, so I was sad. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't so have to pay got... for it, so that's all that matters. Oh, right. Um, okay, back to the movie. Sorry. Mr. Goodbar, yeah. <laughs> I I'll got hungry. <laughs> I'll have to eat one of those someday. Um, so... Some more mistakes on the poster. Can you believe it? Oh, no. <laughs> Shock horror. So the uh, the regular poster, I'll send it to you right now. You've probably seen it already. But it's a completely different hockey mask that never features anywhere at any point in the movie. It's a very strange-looking hockey mask. Um, it looks very similar to the one that Clark Griswold wears in mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Christmas look. vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really weird. I've done a lot of research online to find out why this mask was on the poster and where it came from, but to no avail. It just seems to be a massive mystery as to why this appeared on the poster and <laughs> why they used it. I guess it was just to just to pick something different that would lure people in and be like, "Oh, it's a it's a new mask. It's a new beginning," you know. Um. I mean, I like the poster, but obviously, glaring error. Uh, I actually prefer the the UK VHS cover, though. I'll send you that over right now. It's actually really cool. It's got the correct mask on it. And uh, Tommy, as, as, a, as a kid, I guess, is standing there with a machete. Is that Tommy as a kid? Oh, that is I cool. guess it's meant, it meant to be. But all the lights sort of like shining like through the holes, and it looks really cool. Karate kid. Yeah, it does. But yeah, I really like that one. The UK DVD cover is also wrong. I posted it on my Instagram the other day. Um, so it has, it's obviously got the wrong mask on. Um, it doesn't look anything like, it's got anything to do with the movie. There's like woods in the background, which isn't really relevant. Uh, but whatever. <laughs> they just can't seem to get anything right with these movies. <laughs> um, I mean, how hard is it just to like, pick something that's relevant to what's in the actual film it, it must be extremely <laughs> hard it's so weird um so finally um entering the top 10 friday the 13th hotties at number four is deborah Voorhees, who played tina yes you heard that right her surname is Voorhees. um just coincidence, I guess. Coincidence? That is very <laughs> bizarre. I've never heard that last name ever, yeah. other than on there. Um, so that is the girl who got uh, her eyes snipped by the shears. Oh, okay. Um, and she, uh, it says here, before getting into acting, Deborah Voorhees won a Texas Best Body Contest when she was 19. So you guys have that over there, right? <laughs> Best body yep. contest for teenagers. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on that. Topic. I mean, I guess it was in the 80s. Maybe it doesn't exist. It probably still does exist, let's be honest. Unfortunately. <laughs> Beauty pageants uh, are such a big thing in like the like not not here in the middle of Texas, I'll just say mm-hmm. that on the outer rims. Sounds like Star Wars. The outer <laughs> rim. Basically, <laughs> hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> Basically, um, and of course, she was voted number one on the list of the top twelve boobs of Friday the Thirteenth. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie; they were <laughs> fucking phenomenal, weren't they? <laughs> Let's be honest. 
<laughs> not being around the bush here. Um, <laughs> and that, that dude certainly wasn't meeting around the bush to go with it. Um, <laughs> full of dad jokes. I'm here all night. Um, so let's get into it then. So initial thoughts on Friday the 13th, part five, a new beginning, Ashley. Chris. Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> tell me. Tell me what you thought of this film. Don't hold back. I would rather watch Nightmare on Elm Street 2 every day than ever have to watch this movie ever again. Are you kidding me? I'm not joking. I wanted to turn it off (gasps) with half an hour in. I was over it. Wow. I've got to say, I am shocked and appalled. Are you? Because I love this movie. How? (laughs) I love it. I I knew this was going to happen. And I love it. Me and Kevin were just like. I fast-forwarded parts because I was wanting it to get over so fast. You are kidding me. I'm not. You're not allowed to do that. You can't can't fast-forward the film. I know. I was like... (sighs) But then at one point I got up and I went and, like, got dressed and I came back and Kevin rewound it and made me watch it. (laughs) Good. Good lad, Kevin. I'm very happy to hear that. He didn't Um, do it either. I'm I'm very sad. Honestly, because I thought you'd like this. Because it's just, I mean, for me, like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I like it so much. Like, honestly, it's one of my favorites in the franchise. Really? Um, I mean, well, remind me, we have to rank them at the end of the episode because the last couple of episodes we've forgotten and it's been driving Ryan Horn crazy. <laughs> okay. If we can rank the movies, please. Uh, so we will for you, Ryan. Um, but I mean, for me, it's all about the characters in this one. And you know how I feel about the characters. It's like essential to how much i love the film and coming off the back of the final chapter i mean this is such a difference in the likability of the characters and and the cast you know it's like they're just so likable it's such a step up um it's actually a really funny movie you know it's a lot of fun some great comedy it's great scares you know the acting is all right um and i personally think it's a good story with the little mystery plot you know, like guessing who the killer is. Like, what? At what point did you guess it, or did you even guess? I it didn't before? guess it because no. Wow. My thought process was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> who are they going to get to do something? Like, it's going to be a dumb. And then at the end, I it barely connected it, and I was like, this is just <laughs> the worst. I'm did so you, sorry. <laughs> did you at any point think it's just Jason Voorhees back from the dead? No, I no. I. You know, I know that they were trying to make it seem like the one Tommy. guy was Jason. Yeah. Tommy's gone crazy. And, yeah, yeah, and at one point I was like, are there two Jasons? Why does that Jason look shorter? Like, I was just... <laughs> you were going like, into, like, scream theory. It was just, like, <laughs> choppy, I guess, which makes sense because they had to cut out so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I was so upset, too, because I want to like... I wanted to. I wanted to like it. But, like... The music wasn't good. The acting oh. was horrible. Like my um, my three year old niece does this thing where she if she she likes to pretend that she's scared, but she just goes ah <laughs> like that. And so we we call her a B movie horror actress. <laughs> and that's what that one Pam chick was, and I just it was it was hard. It was very hard for me to watch it. Wow, it's it's bizarre to me because 
I like this film so much because it reminds me a bit of Scream. The way it's like light-hearted with all the little red herrings and all the suspects sort of peppered See, in. I like... didn't get any of that vibe at all. I got like it just there was no it just didn't flow. Like there was like uh I, I couldn't follow the story because it was just jumping everywhere. I couldn't mm follow who the people were because it didn't even go into anything and then all of a sudden we're at these like white trash people's house and this <laughs> random guy just shows up and I was like okay fine and then you get the kid's brother and his girlfriend that shows up and I was like okay and it was just like <laughs> it was just really it, it literally was like no, these are... if I tried to write a story with my with not being on ADHD medication like my mind jumps like that <laughs> and then That's this guy comes in and then this character comes in yeah and, and I was just happens. like what the heck is happening <laughs> but this is why all these characters get dropped in for no apparent reason and I'm fine with that because they're so fun to watch like oh, I didn't... it's so campy and light-hearted like I didn't like any of the characters either I didn't oh. like a single character fuck that's so upsetting. I mean, I I compare this movie to like Scooby Doo, like it's very much like who's behind the mask. You know, it's fun. Maybe I should rewatch it. I don't know, yeah. like because I will. Maybe up you would like it better on a second watch. But I was you in just a fantastic mood. I was I was like gung ho. I had my tacos ready, and just literally <sighs> like. 25 30 minutes in i was like i oh, i literally paused it three times to see how much time i had left oh no this is a disaster ashley I think i'm so I, I, <laughs> and and i'm the kind of person that really if i i start a movie i i tend to try and finish it like i watched um some stupid early 2000s chick flick um the other day with cameron diaz and christina applegate Mm. and it was horrible and i finished it uh, oh the sweetest thing 2002 oh, we watched I, a terrible film the other day that i i didn't even watch i just went on my phone it was that bad but abby watched it all the way through i don't know how um she loves chevy chase it was a chevy chase film that we'd never seen before called man of the house <gasps> and you oh didn't like that God, movie terrible what did with you justin, like that movie with justin Taylor Thomas. I don't know who that guy is, but it's you just have like... broken my '90s heart. Man in the House is such a good movie. Oh, I it's... love that movie. See, you it's don't like terrible. comedy though. No, that movie's so but, good. Oh, I, I like the I like the comedy in this film. What I was saying, like no, the comedy. The, there was no comedy in this film. Oh, this film man. was just bad acting <laughs> this film has so many great line one-liners and it makes me laugh out loud no matter how many times i've seen it i had a blast watching this i was in stitches at some of the one-liners like you know i didn't even you like big any fucking dildo like <laughs> eat your slop like that like it just gets me every time like i just i so there's I was couple... dreading to even talk about this movie. This, this is how bad I hated it. I, I, was, I so... was like, I almost, I almost was like, hey, can we just do this next week? Because I don't, I'm not in the mood. This is so upsetting. Like, I was so excited to talk I'm about so... it with you. I'm so that sorry. I got all the facts ready. I was like, oh, I'm so happy to talk about this because I love I this feel... film so much. Oh my God, um, I'm so sorry. So I'll, I'll tell you two more things about why I love it so much and then we can go into sort of the plot. Um, so... I really like the way it's paced. 
I think it's directed really well. Like, and even though it's not Jason, it's actually got some of my favorite Jason moments in the whole franchise. Like, I love Roy as imposter Jason. I love him so much. Like, and obviously the plot is ridiculous. You know, the whole Roy dressing up as Jason, avenging his estranged son by just randomly killing people for no reason after his son gets killed. Yeah, that made absolutely absolutely no sense to me. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, even though there's no Crystal Lake, there's no camp, there's no counsellors, and technically it's not even the real Jason, but I just think it makes up for it with the characters in spades and, like, awesome kills and good action. I love Right. Let's just get through this plot please, then, because obviously please. we're not seeing eye to eye in this. Um, please still be my friend at the end of this. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> if you trash talk part six, though, we're not friends. Oh, no. <laughs> so, the cold opening, straight into it. No recap. Um, just Corey Feldman in his back garden, um, <laughs> getting scared, watching... Some randomers dig up Jason Voorhees. So it is, it is, however, it's sort of like a flashback dream sequence, isn't it? But it's new footage, so no flashback or anything like that. No old footage. So that's that's a plus, right? Yeah, but um, um, no. <laughs> so then he wakes up, and it's his dream. Um, he's in the back of a mental institution vehicle, taking him somewhere. Um, and it says here that so basically, it's several years after the death of Jason Voorhees, and now a teenager, Tommy Jarvis, is being tormented by the nightmares of uh, the mass murderer, resulting in his intermittent and numerous visits to psychiatric hospitals. So I think this plot point is very realistic. Like, he would be majorly fucked up after part four. I said it at the end of the last episode, that kid is going to need years of intense therapy like he's going to be pretty much non-verbal you know he is pretty much non-verbal in this yeah no i totally agree with that um but what i was going to say is i really wanted to like the character like they Mm. they started him out as you know likable i think and i was really like sympathizable like i was really looking forward to seeing like his journey but like it didn't i don't know yeah i mean in this scene as well, I've got a note here that says um, the man in the front seat of the car just casually, like, reading porn. Like, I always think that people who, like, read porn in public are psychopaths. You know, just like... Oh, for sure. Someone just sat there looking at a porn. I mean, do you even read porn? Not really. Just look at porn. Um, but, like, and people do that in public places with, yeah. like, when they're on their laptops and stuff like that. How like, weird is that? Because obviously, bizarre. you know... It just, I just don't get that. I've never understood that. Like someone just sat there in public, just flipping through a porno. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Psychopaths. Um, so then the titles come on and we get uh, the new hockey mask with the blue chevrons. And this is a personal favorite of mine. I love the look of this Jason in air quotes. And, uh, Obviously, we get Harry Manfredini back again with the six score. I, I mean, I, I like it. I've got no, no complaints there. But you said you didn't like the score. No. 
I think I'm just gonna let you talk about the movie. I, well, I'm... No, because I always just talk about the movie. No, but <laughs> you need I to tell me wanna... why I'm wrong. I don't want to like break your. Heart. Oh no, do it! Smash it to bits. It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we get uh, a bit of insight now to what's happening to Tommy. So he's getting transferred to the Pinehurst halfway house. Uh, so that's managed by Dr. Matt Letter and his assistant Pam Roberts. Um, and uh, I I like Pam as a final girl. I do like her. Um, you said you hated her. Mm-hmm. Very much. <laughs> right. You can't hate on this character though, Reggie the Reckless. Oh yeah, like he was he was the best part of the movie. Yes. So like, of course. Agree on that. He's my favorite character in this. Like he's, he's the so only thing that kind of like held it together. <laughs> yes. I mean, no. I mean, <laughs> I love him. So, oh, I also um, like the. I liked his. I liked his grandpa. I did. Yeah, he was cool. That I like all the black characters he... in this. To be honest, you I like love what? Demon. I love all the black characters in this. I love Demon. Yeah, no, I didn't mean. I love his, his girlfriend. His brother was funny, and his brother girlfriend yeah. was whatever. But they had some funny. funny it just was life. weird. It was just like a random, like I don't know. I love the randomness about this, though. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm so random. <laughs> Not so random. <laughs> so, um, so at this point, like Tommy gets introduced to to Reggie, because uh, he scares him with a rubber spider jumps out at him, and then Tommy scares him back by putting on one of his masks. Um, and it's quite funny because he's like, he goes to grab one of his masks and he gets all like touchy about it, and he's like, whoa, like. Don't, don't grab my mask. I'm like, I'd be totally the same. If someone grabbed my Michael Myers mask, I'd be like, whoa, hands off. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> no. Who told um, you you could touch that? <laughs> so then we meet everybody else. And let's see how they break it down here. So Tommy meets a circle of other teens, including lovers Eddie Kelso and Tina McCarthy, who are always yeah, but like always fucking, for some reason, everywhere. <laughs> gross. I'm going to say, like, didn't even like barely even know who they were. No, like, it was just weird. I don't know. <laughs> and then we get the stutterer, Jake Patterson, and the goth, Violet Morian. Which uh, Kevin, when she came on the scene, he was like, Was that you? <laughs> you oh, know, yep. The funny thing is, Fieldmouth is obsessed with her in this film. Um, she's his favorite uh, horror movie crush ever, next to Tamara Weaving from um, The Babysitter and Ready or Not. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, But yeah, he he loves this actor in this film. Oh, yeah. And, um, I mean, I, I do like, I did like her character, actually. She's cool. Yeah. She's cool. Um, and then we get Robin Brown and compulsive eater Joey Burns, which I think is a harsh title to lumber him with. He was just having a chocolate bar. Like I just get pissed <laughs> off at that trope where there's always got to be yeah. the fat, fat friend. Yeah. Just because there's a fat person there doesn't mean that we're going to just have food in our mouths the whole time <laughs> or in our hands. Like, that's just such a terrible thing. Like, we're normal people. Like, we can <laughs> go without eating constantly. Like, yeah. if that's what your idea of it is, it's just, ugh. I mean, even the hitchhiker in the first one was eating a banana. Like... Right. Can't even have a healthy snack without getting. Like, yeah, they think that us fat people just eat whatever, like <laughs> chocolate, all day long. No. Listen, I got 
Cheerios, okay? Like the almond like granola Cheerios. <laughs> That's what I'm eating. That sounds delicious. It actually really is. I love me a bit of granola. <laughs> um so yeah, the next part in this movie, we get introduced to the neighbors, Ethel and her son. Um I love how irritating they are and I think that Ethel has some great one-liners in this. Um so she's upset because Eddie and Tina are always just fucking around her property <laughs> and they just get brought back to the halfway house by the police. Um and then the the guy in charge Matt like tells them they can't do that anymore. <laughs> and then she has like a, a funny scene where she just like tells them that she's going to blow it up. So basically she's not happy that they're operating this house next to her property. We get introduced to Vic, who is um, a patient at the Institute, and um, he's chopping wood in the back garden very aggressively. And this poor guy, this Joey, uh, is, is walking around with his chocolate bars, trying to give a chocolate bar to everyone, and everyone just wants him to fuck off, and he tries to help them with the laundry and gets chocolate oh, over the laundry. Oh, he's so mad. <laughs> and they were just like, fuck off, Joey. I'm like, dude. Um, Stop. <laughs> so then Joey, he goes over to Vic, and it's just a great. <laughs> I love this scene so much because <laughs> he's so annoying. And then Vic wants him to fuck off. He basically doesn't want this chocolate bar, and he just says, "Forget it, then, Vic. Just forget it." But I think you're really out of line. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Gets me every time. And then Vic just loses it just randomly just chopped him to bits with an axe which made absolutely no sense either like how did why 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 did he do that we don't know who he is like i had no idea who he was well i guess the idea is that he's just this is kind of a house for crazy people in a way and this guy's got a short fuse and uh this i mean we don't know how many times joey's been going up to vic offering him a candy bar this could have been like the last straw but it was um so it was, he had enough and he chopped him to bits really funny over the top scene i love it um so then the uh the police turn up and uh we get to see his body all chopped to bits and at this point we meet roy um who turns out of course to be joey's father so roy is shocked to see his son all chopped to bits um I was a bit unclear on this anyway, whether was was he a really a strange father? Was it a secret that that was his son? Like, I don't didn't really understand that part at all. Um, when um, Roy sort of, like, reacted to Joey's body at this point, did you think anything of it? Or I thought, well, that's really overdramatic. Yeah. <laughs> But I thought a lot of the stuff was overdramatic. Yeah, so you didn't think anything was out of the ordinary because mm. everything was weird in this film. Mm. Um, so yeah, so they they take the body away and obviously Roy has a, a mad look in his eye like uh, summons up. Of course, at this point, we don't know anything about his relationship to, to Joey. Um, so then that evening, uh, we get a scene with the two greasers, Vinny and Pete. So uh, they're, they're trying to get their car started and um, basically get killed. I like this kill with the flare in the mouth. I thought that was good. The other greaser gets killed, Michael Myers style, by his uh, throat slit mm-hmm. from him sitting in the rear seat of the car. 
And then uh, we find out that the uh, the sheriff is uh, suspecting that Jason's back, back from the dead, and that he's doing these killings. Um, and we, at this point, we're suspecting that Tommy is uh, is the killer, basically. Uh, but we see at this point that, that Tommy is getting tormented with visions of Jason. Uh, I mean, I like this touch. Like, it reminds me of what they did with Sam in the new Scream film, you know, with Billy, like... Um, and then we get the uh, the breakfast scene uh, with the jump scare where that dude scares Tommy with his mask. And then Tommy just flips out and attacks him, just full-on, like, WWF wrestling style. <laughs> And it's like, whoa, yeah, this guy's this guy's got some problems. Uh, so obviously at this point, all the fingers are pointing at Tommy because he seems like the loose cannon. And then we get the scene at Ethel's house. One of my favorite lines, uh, you big dildo, eat your fucking slop. <laughs> Gets me every time. I do hate the bit, though, with the chicken. Uh, where she's Ugh. like chopping up the chicken. She's like singing to it, saying she's going to chop it up horrible i have to sort of cover my eyes for that part um and obviously this random dude turns up and um another awesome line after he leaves where she goes that is one fucking ugly man that walks there (laughs) i love ethel cracks me up uh but yeah he, he basically turns up just randomly just wanting a job because i guess that kind of thing happens in the country in america like the men just turn um, up at your door no because <laughs> they get shot <laughs> but obviously this this character is just wanting work and apparently that's how you go about it in this universe you just turn up at someone's door and clean up some chicken shit and get some food um so obviously he's he's literally in it just to be a red herring fine by me i enjoy the comedic things in it um so the next scene may seem completely random um, and that's because it is so it's the scene with that guy turning up to pick his girlfriend up from work at the diner the guy with the mustache and the bald spot right Mm -hmm. so this wasn't even meant to be in this film it was originally shot to be in part four but they didn't use it so they just shoved it in this one uh, well, I can believe that. I feel like this whole movie was just <laughs> like ma- no. I feel like the whole movie was just made as they went. Like, yeah. oh, let's do this instead. Oh, let's go here. Yeah, pieced together by a twelve-year-old. Um, yeah, but <laughs> this dude with the tash, his name's Billy. So he's picking up Lana from the diner as she's getting off work, and we get this famous scene where she's getting herself ready in the bathroom and she's looking in the mirror and she just bares her breasts and shouts it's showtime um and that was actually improvised by the actor herself uh so that was her idea (laughs) to do that (laughs) which okay um and he's in the car he's snorting coke and singing a song while he's waiting for her um and then she's in the she's in the bathroom singing a song saying I don't know if he loves me, but I think he does, or something like that. <laughs> One of those weird, cringy songs that they all sing to themselves in these films. And yeah, I don't think he does. He's snorting coke in the car. Like he, this is literally just a casual thing for him, I think. 
Um, and then she she looks in the mirror and she's like, girl, you are so hot. <laughs> it's just so funny. And then he gets an axe to his bald spot. He's down. Um, and then does she get killed? I can't even remember. She must get killed. Yeah, she comes out to discover him, doesn't she? And she mm-hmm. gets killed. I can't remember how. Um, and then the next morning, so Eddie and Tina, they are at it like rabbits. They are just hormones all over the place. So they go into the forest and fuck and they smoke weed. And by horror movie rules, you know what's going to happen next. They got to die. Um, and the the, uh, the farmhand, Ethel's farmhand, uh, he's been a perv and watching them in the bushes. And then he gets killed straight away. So that's one red herring down. Um, and then we get an awesome kill. So Tina gets killed by shears to the eyes. I love that kill. So awesome. Reminiscent of The Burning. Have you seen that film? No. Uh, Tom Savini did the special effects in that one. Uh, that's one of the reasons why he couldn't return to Friday Part 2. Because he was working on that one. We should do that at some point. It's a good film. Uh, but that, uh, the guy in that, Cropsy, he uses shears to kill. Um, so, yeah, her her lover goes to uh, wash off in the creek. Um, <laughs> and then he comes back to find Tina murdered. And then he gets killed in a very awesome way. A belt round his eyes. And then brought round to the back of a tree trunk. And then tightened with a with a stick. And just like Titans and Titan Titans around his eyes and really sick kill. I love this. Inventive and effective. Um, so meanwhile, Reggie wants to go and visit his brother Demon, uh, who's just returned to town. Such and, a great name. Yeah, I love Demon. Uh, so Pam offers uh, to go with him and bring Tommy along for reasons, I guess. And I just love... I love this whole scene with Reggie going to visit Demon and the fact that he they're in like a, I guess, a camper van, would you call it? Um, so Demon's in there and at this point you're just getting the interaction between him and Reggie and you see Reggie look in the corner of the van and he just goes, where'd you get that? And it just pans onto this girl that's just sat there. <laughs> just so funny. And she's like, what's up, brother? And I um, oh, just, I love them. I love all these characters in the scene. It's so funny. And Pam and Reggie, um, they're enjoying some enchiladas with Demon and his girlfriend. And uh, while this is happening, uh, Ethel's son, uh, Junior, turns up and gets into a fight with Tommy. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but it, the way it pans out and when he's fighting with uh, Junior, it's clearly not the actor that plays Tommy, it's like a different guy fighting him because he's like the stunt guy, whatever. It's quite funny and obvious. Um, but then he runs away after realising that he's just beat the shit out of Junior. And then Pam and Reggie, they leave to go and find Tommy. And then we get some more toilet time. Uh, so, <laughs> so poor Demon, he had some spicy enchiladas and he had to run to the shit box to go. And um, when, when he sat there, um, so what happened? So his girlfriend, his girlfriend comes along, right? And she starts like rocking, rocking the outhouse. And they start like singing to each other while he's shitting. <laughs> like, <laughs> I he goes, hated it. Hey, hey, baby. <laughs> and she 
Okay. Ooh, Part of the baby. point that I fast forwarded. <laughs> oh no! Honestly, this cracks me up. I love it. It's so funny. <laughs> See, this is my kind of humor. What does this say about me? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just I'll uh, I'll tell the old mouse, but I won't is tell it, you. <laughs> is it meant to be? F- it's got. It's meant to be funny, surely. But I, I think I know. I laugh extra hard because of how shit it is and how cringy it is, maybe. But Maybe. this is just right up my street. I think it's so funny. So he then, um, oh yeah, that's what happens next is the um, the outhouse gets rocked again, but like more aggressively this time. And he's like, what the fuck? And again, this dude gets up and pulls his pants up without even wiping. And I mean, I'm not being funny, but after that kind of shit, that's not going to be pleasant. The enchilada shit. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> keep that in mind so when he's so he's so he tries to open the door and his girlfriend's like blocking the door she's been killed by jason and then he gets poked at through the metal walls by like giant metal spikes it's kind of like a game of kaplunk jason's playing with him love that kill he's just getting stabbed through all angles awesome stuff um so then we get to see pam and Reggie returning to the Institute. And everyone's worried because Matt's gone missing and Reggie's grandfather's gone missing. So Pam goes to search for them. And um, she says to Reggie, you stay here with Violet, Jake and Robin. And um, and then we get to see Junior. So he's riding around on his motorbike, just screaming his head off, like being incredibly obnoxious and irritating. Just crying and shouting about something i can't remember i think he was upset about what just happened with tommy um and then thank god jason comes along and literally chops his head off as he's riding around on the motorbike and his head just rolls away (laughs) so funny um and then jason then enters ethel's home she turns around and she goes about time you fuckwad uh and then she gets a cleaver to the head through the window and then goes splat in a whatever she's cooking um and she squeezes a tomato much like the uh, the hitchhiker with the banana in the last one (laughs) and then we get to see jake and robin they're watching a movie and he's trying his very best to hit on her and uh it's just incredibly cringy this scene isn't it and i i love it because it's so bad um and he's like i want to make love with you (laughs) and she just laughs at him and he goes, oh, I didn't mean it. And he just runs off. And then he gets killed. Meat cleaver to the head by Jason. Um, now we get my favorite part, the climax of the movie coming up. So it's the thunderstorm that starts. You know, I love me some some thunderstorms and some, some rain, some heavy rain. So the lightning starts up. Reggie's falling asleep on the couch. And uh, who comes over, tries to wake him up, that girl that, um, Jake just tried to hit on, what's she called, Robin, tries to wake him up and say, oh, go to bed. It's like, what? Hang on, he's asleep there. So just leave him there to sleep. Like, why are you waking this kid up to go to sleep upstairs? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why parents did that. <laughs> like, he's perfectly fine on the sofa. Just well, Actually, I'm I'm guilty of that, I suppose. If Aiden falls asleep watching a film, I have to wake him up to bring him upstairs to go to bed, but... Still, it's kind of annoying, isn't it, when someone wakes you up to to go back to sleep again? Yeah, Kevin gets mad when I do that to him when he falls asleep on the 
couch like an old man. <laughs> Reggie stays there on the couch because she's like, oh, fuck you then. She, so Robin goes oh, upstairs right. to bed and she is then in her bedroom um, and then she uh, like apologizes aloud to Jake, but just to herself, like in the mirror and then instantly calls him stupid. She's like, oh, Jake, I'm sorry, but you are stupid. <laughs> it's like, fuck me. Um, and then uh, she she goes to bed and she's on the top bunk. And then I love this part. She rolls over to find his corpse just lying next to her. And the lightning flashes and you see his face. It's so cool. And then she instantly gets stabbed underneath by a machete. Um, and then we get an iconic... Friday the 13th dance scene, Field Mouse's favourite part. So Violet is doing the robot in her bedroom. It's a very funky song. Um, Yeah, that part was really weird, (laughs) but funny at the same time. Like, that part was funny. Because I feel like like that that is me in my room listening to my favourite songs. (laughs) Do you do the robot? I cannot do the robot. (laughs) So this kill was originally meant to be very... A lot more explicit. It was actually meant to be a machete between her legs, uh, oh. but it got cut obviously, and they did it in the stomach. Um, I mean, that would have been cool because I, you know, I like that kill in uh, Sleepaway Camp with the curling irons like that. Oof. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great kill. So you know, anything a bit different and inventive, but I guess it was too much for the uh, the rating board. So then Reggie wakes up just as Pam gets back and uh, they basically discover the trio of corpses in Tommy's room. I love that lightning flash showing the bodies, like, so sick. Um, And I just love Reggie's scream as well. It's so good. (laughs) It's really high-pitched scream. He's my scream king. I love him. (laughs) Um, And then moments later... Um, Jason Voorhees bursts into the house and I love that shot I just think it's great directing he's just standing there looking over them um, and then obviously at this point you get to see the new mask looks great um, and then they have a long chase where Pam and Reggie they find the corpses of Matt and there's another ear piercing Reggie scream and they get separated and uh, then Pam gets Reggie's grandfather's body thrown through a window at her. And Jason's about to kill her. But then Reggie the Reckless to the rescue. And he's driving this tractor. And he plows it into Jason. Um, and then we think Jason's out the picture. But then he springs back to life and grabs Reggie's leg. And they manage to get away. And they go into a barn. So then Jason follows them in. And he's looking around, searching for them. And I love this scene. I think it's just so well done. Um, so Pam is like hiding behind a door. When Jason opens the door, she's holding a chainsaw. And she just comes right at him with this chainsaw. And she's just so badass. I love her. She strikes him with the chainsaw. And as this happens, Tommy returns. And uh, Jason attacks him. And he and stabs see, this, Jason. This part bothered me too, because this whole time he's like fighting and like super ripped and all of this stuff and it's like setting him up to yeah. be that and then it's like oh well never mind yeah or well, maybe they were gonna do that anyway like maybe 
I don't know, there probably wasn't much plans for anything at this point, but I mean, the way they ended it, I suppose they were hinting that he was going to do it eventually. Um, but yeah, at this point, he stabs Jason right in the family jewels, or near them enough anyway. Um, and then, so they're really giving it to him. So yeah, Tommy's unconscious after that. And then so Pam and Reggie, they set a trap, try and get Jason off the top of the loft. And then he hangs on to the edge and he grabs them. So Tommy wakes up at this point and he saves them by attacking Jason. And then Jason falls from the loft window onto a tractor harrow, all these spikes, and he's just Ouch. dead instantly. And then in the process of him falling, so the hockey mask comes off, revealing the Scooby-Doo moment, dun, 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 that it's actually Roy Burns. I know, I looked at... <laughs> I looked at Kevin, I was like, who, who's that guy? Who is that guy? <laughs> I was like, is that the so, camp counselor? And he, I was like, no, he had the nail in the head. And I was like, I can't remember who that guy was. <laughs> so, yeah, he is one of the paramedics who arrived at the scene of Joey's murder and had that overreaction to seeing his body. Um, I must admit, the first time I watched this, I had the same reaction as you. I was like, oh, who is it? Like, because <laughs> you can't quite make out. Can't can't quite make out his face, and obviously he's wearing like the hood of like a fake Jason bald head and ears, and just like his face peeking through. Um. So yeah, I did. I had the same reaction as you the first time I saw this, and I was like, I I don't understand. I don't know who that man is. What is going on? There's nothing that made sense about this entire movie. <laughs> But now I do, and now I've watched this dozens of times. I love it. It's it's Roy. I love Roy. Um, so then, obviously, the police later identify uh, that Roy is actually Joey's father, and they determine that he went insane after his son's death and sought revenge, inspired by the stories of Jason's killing sprees. I mean, yeah, there's so many things to pull apart with this. I mean... First of all, like, this is probably a minuscule thing, but always bugs me. Where did he get the Jason hood from with the bald head and the face hole cut out? Like, surely that's not just, like, readily available. I mean, you can't just order that from Trick or Treat Studios from the internet, like, and I'm pretty sure that that, kind of, that kind of mask wasn't readily available at costume stores in 1985. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe. Actually, you know what? I've come up with it. I know what happened. It's one of tommy's masks that he's modified yes that's probably what it it is i love it i love that theory yes that's canon now for me (laughs) okay so (laughs) that's fine okay i've i've ticked that off the next part um so obviously this new mask it has blue chevrons why maybe he couldn't find one with red ones or maybe he didn't actually know the color of the chevrons because all of the pictures of jason and these newspapers are all black and white. And then, you know, I, first of all, I don't know how they managed to get a picture of Jason Voorhees alive in action for these newspapers. Because uh, <laughs> at what point was there anyone around with a camera going, holy shit, there's Jason Voorhees, and oh, taking a picture for the there's newspaper? There's so much. <laughs> but, I mean, what the hell? It makes for a fun movie, you know? I enjoy it anyway. Um, So in the last part, uh, so Tommy's in hospital recovering and he's having a nightmare uh, about 
killing Pam, basically. Uh, but then he wakes up as a dream within dream, and he, he then he hallucinates Jason again, but for the last time, because now he faces his fear by just staring at him and not blinking. And absorbing him. <laughs> Absor- yes, that's it. Oh, yes, you're making me love this movie even more. Oh, so he no. absorbs the spirit of Jason, and then <laughs> he wakes up, and he goes to the drawer, and he opens it, and he's got Roy's mask in there. And then he, he hears Pam approaching, clip-clopping down the hallway. So she rushes in, and he's behind the door, about to stab her with his kitchen knife, wearing the hockey mask, and it's the end shot. And I, I love it. It's like, yes, what happens next? It, re- it reminds me of um, Halloween 4, the last shot in that, where you get Jamie Lloyd, and she's, you know, apparently just killed her mother. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's right. Become... Yeah the new Michael, whatever, you know, like holding the holding the knife covered in blood and you get um, Loomis just screaming at the bottom of the stairs, looking up, like, that gives me chills. It's like Halloween free chills, you know, like, stop <laughs> it, stop it on the phone. And yes, I am comparing the end shot of part five to that because I love it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But unapologetically, I do love this movie. Um, so what was your favourite kill? I didn't like any of the kills. You suck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't think any of what them. A, were what about what about Vic killing Joey after offering the chocolate bar? I mean, oh. it's just so ra- random and brutal and funny. I just was like, look. okay, that was weird. Like, why? I like the flare in the mouth as well. That's cool. Um, favorite character Reggie, obviously, and Roy. I love Roy. Um, I'm getting a Roy tattoo. You know. Are you? That's cool. Yes, because I'm getting all my favorite uh, Jasons. I don't know. Roy is a Jason, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm getting I'm getting Roy, and I'm getting um, Kane from Part Seven as well because that's my favorite looking Jason. And then I've already got a Part Six Jason. So yeah, that's my How my. How many more uh, are there? Holy Trinity of Jasons. What Friday the Thirteenth film? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're almost at the halfway point, so you'll be glad to know. Um, I mean, overall thoughts about this movie then? Oh God, it was probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> oh, this is so disappointing. I'm so sorry. Is it worse than the Matrix, the, the new Matrix film? I put it in the in like equal. equal. Wow, okay. Because both movies, I wanted to turn off. <sighs> I wanted, I like, I literally did not want to finish it. I've only walked out of, like, two movies in my whole life, at, like, movie theaters. One was that Miley Cyrus movie, The Last Song, and then uh, 10,000 BC. Ever heard of that movie? No, I don't think so. It was horrible, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> but, like, I'm not the kind of person that, like leaves movies or wants to turn them off most of the time like even if they're mm-hmm. dumb i'm like okay i'll just power through but this one painful oh it does surprise me honestly um, it surprises me that you liked it really you like did you like, think there's no way there's really? no way he would like this <laughs> no <laughs> kevin i do even I... owns it and he's like i, I like it know. a lot is kevin has he watched it a few times before this or um, I think he may have only seen it once. He mm. he owns it, but he was like, I don't remember this. I don't remember mm. this. 
I don't remember this. This is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy it. It's batshit crazy. And I mean, I will say there's not much tension in it because there is so much comedic relief and it's very lighthearted. But, you know, if you're up for like a nice, quick, easy watch, then this is great. Like, you know, I rewatch it a lot. It's one of my favorites. Um, it gets a lot of shit, uh, but not for the reasons that you're hating on it for but because fans were outraged at the time that obviously it wasn't the real Jason Voorhees, it was Roy. Um, I mean, I get that because imagine like if we see in Halloween ends that the mask comes off and it's not even Michael Myers. I'd be <laughs> like, pissed. We'd feel cheated. So I, I would can throw understand. something at the <laughs> screen in the theater, even though it's not the screen in the theater's fault. <laughs> So, yeah, I can understand why people at the time hated it. But, you know, I I I like it because I, I know, spoilers, that the real Jason's back for the next film. <laughs> and I also love it for what it is. You know, I I like the twist in it. I, I mean, I know I told you last episode, oh, you might like this one because there's a bit of a twist. So you didn't even like it for that reason? It just didn't make sense to you, right? No, I would have liked it better if Jason came back from the dead. <laughs> just randomly. Right. I've got this on record that you would have preferred it that Jason spontaneously just returned to life and yes. it became a repetition of the previous four films. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Fair enough. I can't I enjoyed you. I give you Roy. I give you Roy and you don't even like it, so, you know. I, I mean, it gets a lot of shit, but I think unfairly so. I think it's highly underrated, you know, but I guess I'm in the minority. So um, ranking-wise, then, let's do this for Mr. Horn. So let's one see. to five, how do you rank them so far? One, three, four, probably two, and then and then five. Oh, no. <laughs> like, well, I don't even want to... I don't even want to put five on here yet, like... <sighs> We've got a lot of bad Friday films to get through. Just just you oh, wait no. for Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> I love oh, you know what? No, I'm gonna let me rephrase what I just said. It's gonna be one, of course, because obviously, you know. Mm-hmm. Um one, three, mm-hmm. then the fan film. Oh, 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 we can't talk about the Patreon stuff in here. We can't rank it. <laughs> Oops. Okay, well. Well, that was Actually, no, that that's, was no, no, fair enough. No, put the fan film in because I'm curious now. Okay, so it's one, um, one, three, fan film, then four, then two, and then five. Okay. So for me, it goes one, two, three, five, and then four. Um, and I hate putting five so low down, but. I just love one, two, and three so much that it has to go behind them. And four is dead last and will be there for a while. Um, so seeing as we're almost at the halfway point now, um, how are you feeling about the Friday the 13th franchise so far? Like, do you like it? How do you like Jason as a slasher? Like, how does he rank amongst the others? I know um, your favorites are Michael and Ghostface, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you've I had a like... bit of a journey with it up and down, haven't you? So. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been rough. Like, mm. I mean, I'm not like anti-Jason. I just 
You prefer Mrs. Voorhees, right? I would prefer Mrs. Voorhees, yes. Yeah. It was awesome. But also, like, I just, I don't know. But, I, you know, I can't say much yet because I haven't watched all the Nightmare on Elm Street ones. So I don't want to say, like, which top, mm-hmm. you know, monster bad people or whatever. Because, I mean, like, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of um, Pennywise. Like, I don't care for Pennywise really at all. Oh, really? Like, I like the movies, but mm-hmm. as a monster, I'm just like, okay, he's a creepy clown. Like, whatever. Mm. There was creepy clowns on the side of the road in 2016. <laughs> he's got a great personality, though, Pennywise. Like, that's, I mean, Tim Curry. Oh, well, obviously. Tim just Curry phenomenal. Like, yeah, he could make anything phenomenal, though. <laughs> True. <laughs> as slasher films, yeah, they're, they're fun, you know? Like, mm. I wouldn't rank, like, Sleepaway Camp as, like, one of my favorite movies, but as a slasher film, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, would you see yourself returning to these films much again in the future as, like, regular watches? Um, most likely, yeah. I would say definitely one. Yeah. For sure. Probably three. Yeah. So yeah. you'd just do one and three, really, if you were going to watch Well, so far. Well, so far. So far, yeah. I, I, you know, one day maybe I'll give five another chance, but yeah, for right but you'd now, have to be like really high at, at the time. Or maybe not even that. Just maybe like, okay, <laughs> let me let me see where I'm at right now. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's do some shout outs. I already mentioned shout out to Daniel Cox and Ella Lineker. Really awesome hanging out last night, guys. Had a great time. Um, Ella was wearing a really cool Candyman T-shirt. Oh, nice. Said, be my victim. It had bees on it. And she was like, I wore this shirt for you because of the podcast. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. Oh. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll hang out again soon. I'm going to go see Salem with them, which I can't wait for. Oh, that's so exciting. All the Will Gould I can get, just give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? Uh, obviously, uh, James Walker, I want to give a shout out to. He was my Alkaline Trio gig buddy the other month. Um, he has recently started listening to the pod. He's listened to all the Scream ones. Um, he loved Scream 5. Loved the Salem song in it. Um, so, yeah, shout out to you, dude. Happy birthday. It's his birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. Uh, shout out to Sadie and Katie. A welcome to Horrorland. Yeah. I have just received my Scream 25th anniversary mystery package. And, my God, it's phenomenal. Like, no spoilers, because I don't want Ashley to have it spoiled, because opening that package up and having it be a surprise was such a good experience like I wish I'd filmed my reaction Um, I've got all my bits next to me right here in my Scream collection now and damn it looks so much better because oh, these... I'm so excited <laughs> so cool. and obviously the shirt I got a t-shirt did you get a jumper or a t-shirt a t-shirt you get a t-shirt and yeah the t-shirt mm-hmm. is fucking top notch Um. Unfortunately, if you're listening to this podcast now, you won't be able to pick that up because that was just a pre-order. But either way, go over to Welcome to Horrorland on Instagram and just check out what they've got. They are, without a doubt, the most inventive and original horror bootleggers out there. Like They have so much unique like memorabilia that you just wouldn't even think of that just like adds to your collection in ways you wouldn't believe. It's so cool. Um, it is basically... Yeah. A and it's fans like, through. yeah, it's like cool stuff too. It's like like specific, you know. Yeah, it's it's stuff so that you're not gonna find anywhere yeah. else. So She's, go and check. They're it brilliant. Out. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. Can't recommend them enough. Go and check them out. They've always got something interesting going on over there. Um, also go and check out 
Field Mouse, of course. Go and check out Field Mouse's music. Yeah, you follow did... him on TikTok too. Obviously, on TikTok, awesome. I don't. Yeah, use it, it's but... his uh, Oliver Twitch um, TikTok, and he posts videos of his cats, and it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, go and check out his music at offbrandmusic.com for his solo stuff and all of her twitch.net for his band. Um, shout out to John Howard as well. Thank you for listening as always, dude. And of course, Ryan Horn. How could I forget him on last episode? Thoroughly <laughs> apologize for that. Um, who else? Have you got any mentions or shout outs, actually? Yeah, just my mom and my sister, my wonderful, wonderful, wonderful family. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the McGann's. Awesome family. Thank you for supporting us as always. Um, also, go and check out uh, talknerdy.uk for JB and all of his podcasts and stuff. You'll also find our podcast over there too. So thank you for giving us that platform, dude. And go and check out leallegacy.com for podcasts. And uh, it's just a haven for Disney nerd stuff. He does like ride-throughs at all the Disneyland rides and commentary on Disneyland stuff. It's, it's sick. So go and check it out. Um, what else? Oh yeah, so um, Dan made me laugh when I was speaking to him last night. Um, I was saying about his shirt and that, and uh, he was like, "Oh, he's actually still got that discount on the thank you all one word twenty percent off." And he said it's so funny because like every time you plug the store, you're like, "And actually, do you have a sale on at the moment?" And it's like this sale's been going on for like yeah, a year. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, I keep forgetting to turn it off. And I said, "Well, you know what? It's funny you should say that because recently." We have just said that, you know, things are changing with the merch. So, yeah, we won't have that sale on anymore, I guess. Um, no. actually, we're going to be modifying what we do and streamlining streamlining the merch a little bit. So everything, hopefully, will be up and running on T Public by the time this comes out. Yeah, and you will so. still be able to get Ashley's um, custom tie-dyed and, and bleach-dyed awesome stuff too. Uh, but that won't be as readily available. However you will be able to get a discount code for it if you subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah. That's the, that's the, uh, that's the deal now. You've got to sub to the Patreon. So by the time this episode comes out, our Patreon will be up and running and then full flow. We've got so many awesome ideas that we're excited to get started with on that. Um, we're going to do scary stories. We've got some guests coming on to retell their paranormal experiences. And I can't wait for those episodes. It's going to be so cry. much fun. <laughs> Because I know for a fact you're going to be scared shitless. Because even Abby got scared about one of these stories and she doesn't oh, get spooked. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so scared. So, yeah, we've hopefully got Owen and Jem coming on for a couple of those episodes. I've decided to call those scary stories to tell on the pod. Um, so just keep a lookout on the socials for when those are going to be dropping and information on how to subscribe to our Patreon. All that will be over on horrorhomeschool.com. So go check it out. Sub to us. It's only a dollar a month and you get loads of extra stuff, discount codes and yeah, access to tons more stuff. We're going to be. Yeah, we, we might podcasts. put ourselves on video, but we don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you totally are. I'd really want you to unbox the. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm totally going to Horrorland thing. Sure, so, yeah. yeah, that'd be really cool to see you do that on the Patreon. Send in your comments and questions. Feel free to DM us on Instagram and Facebook or you can email us contact horrorhomeschool at gmail.com. And for personal social media stuff, you can follow me on Instagram at Chris J. Wakefield. And me, underscore Abraham Lincoln, underscore. We will be back soon with another episode. And remember, those damn enchiladas. <laughs> <laughs>